0: Good morning, church. Morning. Well, tomorrow, Buenos días. Tomorrow I will be going to Dominican Republic. So pray for the team. the team is already there. I didn't want to go yesterday because today is our first fall festival, and I wanted to experience my first fall festival. So if you see me next Sunday here and this Sunday, I don't have a glorified body yet. It's just planning, 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 because I want to be with you and experience St. John to the fullness. I already did that for summer, now for fall. So pray, pray for the team and pray for, for the festival today that we encourage people to engage and love one another. So we are now in a new sermon series, which is the church. So the foundations of the church, the teachings of the church. And this is so important in the 21st century, and that's why we are saying, let's let's go back to the basic. So, first, we did a sermon series on prayer, and then fasting, and then the word, right? So, we continue building onto this now the church. And the whole idea is to train the church. You are in training. This is a boot camp. So we're going to continue learning and growing and diving into this powerful truth. So today For this sermon series, we're going to introduce the importance of the church and the role of the church in the world. Based on Matthew 16, 17, and 19, we're going to see how Jesus teaches about the church. And then to emphasize, the need to hold fast to the foundation of Scripture, 2,000 years of history of the church. And when the church deviates from that, it's dangerous. (laughs) Okay, so there's nothing new under the sun. We need to continue emphasizing how important it is that we live out our faith, but we hold fast to the scriptures. Now, Matthew 16, 17, this is a very powerful passage because here Jesus is asking the disciples, who do you think I am? Who do you believe I am? So Jesus replied when Peter Um, answer that question saying you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. So some things cannot be revealed to us by flesh and blood. We have to spend time with God. We have to be in the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It was revealed by my Father in heaven. And that's another piece that we already talked about This brings God into a personal relationship, my father, our father. He's not a distant God in the middle of the galaxy. Besides, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, talking about himself, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Furthermore, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. That is powerful, powerful authority that the church has. I remember when I came to America, again, from a country where you have almost nothing and the church is persecuted, but you still believe and, 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 and fight and keep preaching the gospel. But when I came, I have no credit so my sister, who was here before, and she has been here for a number of years, she has a very strong financial um, um, life and situation, so I went to buy a car, and when they wrote my name, guess what, no history, who are you? Okay, so I had to find someone to co-sign for me, and my, my, my sister said, I'm going to co-sign. So she, I, I was impressed, she showed up, signed her name, approved. So when you say this, you know, biding on, you know, having this credit that we have the backing of heaven in what we do, it's powerful. It's powerful to believe and to know that Jesus is backing you. Whenever you go and you, whenever you bind on earth, we'll be will be bound and in heaven and released. There is power in God. So when you go out, remember that, that little story. God is backing you. So don't, don't be afraid when you see someone that is sick. Pray in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Believe. Don't send him to Walgreens. Send it afterwards. First you pray. Okay? Because God can heal through science, right? But God also heals through his power. So we need to understand the power that we have in the church. This is why we need to be here in the church and spend time with God. So why all this truth is important the truth that Jesus is the foundation of the church. Why does, why, why does it matter in the 21st century? Why this is so important today? Well, Jesus was asking the disciples, who do you think I am? Even today in the 21st century, people don't know who Jesus is. And some who know the, about the existence of Jesus, they get confused and confused. Jesus with a prophet, or he's an example, or he's my friend, and yes, Jesus is your friend, but he's also God. and We cannot deviate from that and, and, and not understand what Jesus is doing here, even though he wants to be our friend. Now, common challenges that we have in the 21st century. Well, one big one is, the church is just a human institution. So, we don't need the church because it's just made by humans. Okay, yes, of course. That's why the church is not perfect on earth because it's made by you and me. And if you're looking for a perfect church, the moment you show up, it's not perfect anymore. (laughs) Okay, so just perish that thought. There's no such a thing as a perfect church. Another big challenge the perception of the church as being outdated or irrelevant. People say, don't go to church anymore. Don't read the Bible anymore. It's irrelevant. Okay, let's see if the, church is, if the Bible is irrelevant. Okay, last time I checked, it says, honor your father and your mother. Is that irrelevant? Do not, you shall not steal. If I steal your car in 1980 and then come back and steal it again, in 2023, are you going to be happy? No, both times you will say, it's not fair. Don't do that. Do not, you shall not kill. It's okay to kill in 2023? You see, it's a flow thinking. There's no such a thing as irrelevant. God is relevant. The the, the word of God is alive today and forever. So when people say that, don't play that game. The truths of the, the truth of the gospel are as true today as ever. Last claim, the claim that we can not have Jesus without the church, impossible. It's like having me and not my wife. No way, Jose, <laughs> it's not going to happen, okay? So the, the church is the bride of Christ. You can have a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus, but the church is the body of Christ. You cannot remove the body and stay with the head. You can't. You have to take the whole body, the whole body. We have to spend time with God. We cannot remove the church. Why? Because when we come into the church, we submit our personal agendas and our personal preferences, and we submit to the teachings of Jesus and the teaching of God. Is not that powerful. And we are trapped in individualism and doing whatever we want, interpret the Bible the way we want when we are by ourselves that's not okay and you spend time reading the bible at home that's awesome you fast at home i see people who are, who fast and pray at home on their own for years and for months and they see angels and they shake and all of that and then they show up at the church they cannot worship nobody knows them they can say hi they can love people why because the church is the place where your discipleship is tested where your relationship with God God is tested, where the fruits of the Spirit are tested by the the person by your side. So don't hate the person, love him. He's your test driver. So it's so important that we understand the importance of the church. We cannot remove the church. The church is the place where God holds us accountable and teach us and grow us as disciples of the living God. St. Augustine, one of the church fathers He said, The church is the body of Christ, and He's the head. In Him, the church finds its life, unity, and purpose. Christ alone is the foundation upon which the church is built. Say with me, Christ alone. Again, say with me, Christ alone. alone. Again? That's the foundation of the church, nothing else. Everything else, my friend. It's cookies and cream. This is the truth. Now, a big piece of this teaching is just to reaffirm the truth that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. The first hallmark of the church is understanding that we are called to obey Jesus not only as our Savior, but also as our Lord. We submit to him. He is God. He's God, he's God in the flesh. The second hallmark is the truth that we're not only called to obey Jesus as the person, the second person of the Trinity, but also to obey his message and his mission. So there's no such a thing as I worship you and then I will not obey your message and I will not go into your mission. It has to be a submission, a total submission. You submit to God, Jesus as the second person of the Trinity, but you also submit to his message, the gospel, and then you you submit to the mission. You go and make disciples. You cannot stay seated. You have to move. You can believe in your chair. You cannot go into mission in your chair. Do you understand that? So it's so important that we go now There's many ways to go. You can go in person, you can go in the spirit, you can pray, you can send uh, resources, you can do many things, but you have to engage in mission. You have to engage in mission. That's the only way we can do this. Now, Paul was teaching us about Christ as the foundation of the church and the only foundation of the church. If Christ is not the foundation of the church, it's not a church, it's a club, if we forget the Bible and remove the Bible away, if we remove worship away and, and, and accountability and discipleship, it's not a church, it's a cruise. Shilling. But here, if you are in a church, you're going to be challenged. You have to be pressed, you have to feel the pressure, the tension. You have to be uncomfortable. Because when you do that, when you experience that tension between walking in the flesh and the spirit, you are growing. Christ is the foundation, no one can lay other foundation. The foundation is Christ. And he says, "Take, you know, let each other, let each one take care of how he builds upon it. So be careful what you do. So for pastors, for bishops, for leaders, superintendents, whoever it is, be careful what you do. Because God will hold you accountable if you laid another foundation other than Christ. And I'm a share planter. I'm always honing on to this passage and implanting churches with fear, the fear of the Lord. It's dangerous. Now, Jesus is more than a prophet and more than a moral example. And I want to emphasize that because this is so, so important and so needed to understand this. Because when you go out and you leave this room and you are challenged by the media and whoever you, friends, co-workers, wherever you go, you need to understand why we believe that Jesus is God. So God, the the attributes of the divine presence, that God is God. Why do we know that God is God and the idols are idols? Number one, because God is omnipresence. And whoever is omnipresence, guess what? It's God. Wherever two or three gather in his name, he's there with us. That's what Jesus said. If you gather in my name... I am there. His omnipresence is everywhere. everywhere. I will be with you until the end of the age. He is omnipresence, and this is so important. How many people? Two or three? So, in a century of mega churches, mega cities, everything is big. Everything is big. Wait a minute. How many people? So, it's not about numbers. It's about gathering in His name and making sure that you are submitted to his mission and to his message. Omnipotence, omnipotence. he's all-powerful in him, all authority in heaven and on earth, Matthew 28. And through his powerful word, he sustained all things, Hebrews 1.3. He is God. He's all-powerful. And he delegated that power to us to go and make disciples for the transformation of the world. This is why we believe in God. We believe in God because of Jesus. Jesus revealed the Father to me. That's why I believe in God. What do you believe in God? Because of Jesus. There is evidence that Jesus is alive. He was alive, he died, had a ministry, and the tomb is empty. There is evidence, there is historical evidence, eyewitnesses, they were there. And he came and he taught about what? About the Father. What book he was quoting all the time? The Old Testament. And then he left what? The New Testament. That's why I'm not into Buddhism or Confucius and all this madness. Because Jesus was not quoting the Quran. The Quran came 600 years after Jesus. Why am I going to believe in a book that came 600 years later? Now, is that true? Is that true in the Quran. Of course there is true. There is truth in the Quran, But the ultimate truth for salvation, my friend, is in the Bible. Omniscience, in him, all wisdom and knowledge are hidden. Wow. He knows everything. He knows what you are thinking right now. Look at this. He knows. He can see. He can understand your heart. He can understand your thoughts. He's God. That's why so many times in the gospel, and Jesus knew their hearts, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Only God can know our thoughts. Lastly, Jesus transcends time and space. He declared, before Abraham was born, I am. Wow. And the guy was 33 years old. People were crazy. What are you talking about? Transcendence. He's the son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. I am. I, I am. I am. Now, look at this one. This is powerful. He's the Alpha, the first letter of the alphabet in Greek, and he's also the Omega, like the, I'm the A and the Z. The Lord, God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Talking about Jesus, he's the Almighty. In him, all things hold together, for he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. That's why we believe in Jesus, because he's revealing the Father to us. You don't have to guess anymore how, how, how God looked like. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Honor him. Now, this is a call to reclaim the church, not the culture. Reclaim the church, not the culture. We need to stop expecting the world to be different. The world is what it is. We need to expect the church to be relevant. We need to expect the church to take a stand, not Washington. Who? The church. To take a stand. I come from a context where the church is persecuted. So when Pat was talking about resistance and persecution with the shoeboxes, yes, I understand that. Cuba, North Korea, do you know that when the moment, I remember when I received Christ, when I was in that time deciding, do I receive Christ? But if I receive Christ and I, and I declare that I'm a Christian, forget about your professional career. You're done. In a context like that, you are done. Your family stay away from you because they all belong to the political party, the communism party. So your, parents, your, your family, turn the back on you. No more, no more financial um, growth, not any careers, professional um, agendas, dreams, gone. The moment you decide that, it happens. In North Korea, even worse. You declare that, you de- you go to jail, or they can kill you and nobody cares. So when people say to me that politics has nothing to do with the church, and I say, okay, keep keep thinking like that, good luck. Ask people around the world if politics and church has something to do, if politics has something to do with the church. Of course, because the laws that people that we we, uh, uh, have in our countries affects our morality and affects our relationship with Christ. And sooner or later, you're going to be cross-examined by someone, and you have to give an account. Are you a disciple of Christ? Are you a child of that or not? And the time for us to hide between behind behind political correct words is over. You cannot stay anymore in the moochie middle. Like, I'm leaning, I, do you lean right? Or do you lean left? Are you Michael Jackson? Hee <laughs> hee! <laughs> you need to stop (laughs) you need to stop leaning (laughs) don't lean we need to take a stand we are children of the living God the Bible is the word of God the Holy Spirit is alive the church is here to make a difference I have news for you. With all the problems that we have in America, America is still the best country in the world. Despite of all the madness that you see on on the news and in the streets. Even though now it's so hard to hide, it's harder to hide, we we still have a lot of freedom, a lot of tolerance in America. But that is coming to an end, the way things are happening. And and the better you train yourself now, the better you, the ready, the readier you will be to face the challenges of the 21st century church. I remember this passage when the apostles, they were rejoicing because they have been counted worthy of the suffering, this grace for the name. Day after day, they went out into mission. So these people, they were beaten in jail, they were persecuted, but they were what? Rejoicing, they were not crying. Ah, oh, here I am, oh, poor me, poor me, no. It was, a, it was a privilege to suffer because of Christ. And now, we are here in the 21st century, we have Walgreens, we have food, we have hospitals, we have clothes, and we are too constable. We are too constable. We need to wake up. We need to wake up, church. This is about to pass. Do you know the times we are living? Are you, are you aware of the times we are living? And the youth and the young people, even worse. Every year it gets worse. It gets more difficult to worship Christ in a, genuine, in a genuine way in America, it's getting more difficult. What are you going to do? Are you going to wait? Are you going to prepare and go to the secret place and spend time with God? God, the time will come when I will be tested and cross-examined. Please give me your grace to be bold when that day comes. If you're not making that prayer, you're going to be behind when that happens because it will happen. I'm not a prophet, I'm not a son of a prophet, but I'm telling you, I'm, I, I, it's coming it is coming those challenges are coming and they were on fire saying Jesus is the Messiah there was no there was no confusion with that they knew that Jesus is God no one questioned that And they were the first eyewitnesses of that so let's 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 rejoice Let's rejoice if you ever lose your job or you lose a friend or you lose someone or something because of Jesus. Rejoice. Don't lament. Rejoice. You were found faithful. That's what it is. That's what it is. And it's really hard to to threaten a person like me with money or stuff like that. Don't do that. It will not work. You know why? Because I never had money before. I never had money before. So everything I do, I do it by faith, believing. So don't don't threat don't threat the church with money. Don't say if you don't preach this or preach that, I'm taking my tithe away or my money away. Take it. Please. Keep it. Keep it. This is the church of God. This is the church of God. You cannot control the church with money. Are you crazy? You know, last time what happens when a person tries to control Peter and Paul with money? He said, your money perish with you because you are trying to gain the favor of God with money. It's dangerous. Don't play those games. Be, rejoice, pay a price for the gospel. Believe. 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 What is the application of this? Simple. It's very simple. You know, we, we, we need to remember that the church has authority. Remember that we need to approach the church knowing that it's the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit is in it, and it's the safest place on earth. Let's humble ourselves in, with, to the teachings and the authority of the church, knowing that the Holy Spirit will guide us, even though we might be uh, sometimes lost. God will always correct the way of the church. We should also pray for our church leaders that they may have wisdom and discernment. And that's what, that's what we can do. We can pray, 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 pray. Walk in holiness, pray. And again, expect the church to be relevant. Salvation is not coming from Washington. Salvation is coming from Jesus. In our countries, we don't expect the government to do anything. Anything. Because we know that the government is secular. So don't, don't expect Christians, don't, you know, as Christians, we should not expect non-Christians to behave as Christians. Don't expect governments and presidents to act godly or as, or as spirit-led leaders. You need to expect your pastor to act as that. Your brother, your sister, not the president. There is a book called Unoffendable, and it says don't be offended by the evil, evil is rampant in the world. Be surprised when you see something good happening, which means that when you see a just law coming from Washington, you should be what? Surprised. Wow, they did that. That's what happened to me because in Cuba, all laws, my friend, are black, dark, 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 dark. I come to America and I see every time in a while a just law. (gasps) I'm surprised. I was not expecting that. That's why you know, we, we don't endorse presidents, we don't endorse parties, we don't endorse. We can endorse, but we have, to, we have to be careful because some laws are not in alignment with the scriptures. I don't care if you are blue or you are red or, by the way, blue, red, that's an American thing. I'm Cuban. Don't ask me if I'm Republican, if I'm Democrat. I'm Cuban. Okay, I'm Cuban. <laughs> So, but you have a responsibility, and I also have a responsibility to vote, and I vote. But I, I cannot go fully in or fully that. I have to sit down and pray and see what people are doing. Hello. Because my first alliance is with Christ. And then the parish, and then I'm a daddy, and then I'm, I'm a son, and then I'm, I'm a cha- You know, it does that make sense? So that's our first identity. We should not expect anything. We need, we need to shift that and expect the church. Let's put the burden upon the church. It's a standing time. The problem lies not with the world, but with the church failing to define and live out its purpose. It's a standing time. We need to take a stand. We need to take a stand. John Wesley, he said, Jesus Christ in his person is the foundation of all hope. We are built upon him, everything we are and do as believers finds its source and strength in him. We know that God is with us, that Jesus is with us. He will give you the strength to take a stand for what is right and what is holy. He will do that. Let us remember that the church is not just a human institution, but a divine institution with a foundation built in Jesus, on Jesus himself. You cannot, we cannot remove the church out of the equation of salvation. It is through this church that we will receive authority and the teachings of Jesus to lead the world and make disciples for the transformation of the world. Now, let us also hold fast to the teachings and authority of this church. For it is through the church that God continue, it's through the church that God continue his work in the world. Two thousand years of teaching and history. Let's hold fast to that. Let's hold fast to that. Let's pray.